0: Sharp in the Square, episode number twenty-seven. Matt Howell, alongside Justin Stein, the resident sharp, off a two and zero performance on a small Monday night slate. Uh, but we got after it last night, starting with the really only good game of the evening, Florida State at Virginia, and it really wasn't even a good game. Uh, Justin liked Florida State minus one. It was a play he gave out on the pod, and this one was not a sweat whatsoever. Florida State rolls, eighty-one to sixty. I mean, I watched this entire game. Virginia cut it to within seven at one point in the second half, and then Florida State just flipped the switch again and went right back up by 20. Um, just great three-point shooting from Florida State. They shot 13-24 from deep. Um, and, I mean, you called it. They are just a way more athletic team than Virginia.
1: Yeah. They're, I mean, athleticism and, and good three-point shooting is the – that is Virginia's kryptonite um, – because they are – they're very good defensively, but they play the pack line D, which basically forces you to shoot threes um, and and deep threes, and you have to make them to beat them. And then on the flip side, Virginia is a well-oiled machine offensively, but they are more um, meticulous than they are athletic. And I think Florida State's ability to switch – uh, one to four really defensively, sometimes one to five. Their athleticism, their length, I think that causes a, a Virginia team that is um, not, not exactly the, the most um, adept at, uh, I, don't, I don't really know, at, at identifying mismatches. Um, they're more of like a team oriented offense. I think Florida State's athleticism length and switchability defensively causes them a lot of problems. So, you know, you look at teams that are are like that, long, athletic, and good at shooting threes. Those are the type of teams that give Virginia a lot of trouble. Um, Gonzaga kicked the shit out of them. Florida State obviously kicked the shit out of them. Those teams are very similar in that sense. They're long, athletic, especially on the wings, and they, they make a ton of threes. And um, that's Virginia's kryptonite right there. So, you know, you find a team like, like an Alabama or so that'll play a Virginia in the NCAA tournament, um, like, that's a team that, that will give Virginia a lot of problems, and Florida State fit the mold. It was as easy a bet as you could possibly have once we found out that Balsa Copervizio was going to play. Uh, he was dominant inside, as as always. Um, it's just not a good matchup for Virginia. I don't think Virginia's very good. So, uh, I mean, I think they're very good. I just don't think they're elite, elite. So, all, the, all those things worked in Florida State's favor, plus they were at home in front of fans, so.
0: Yeah, and Florida State with the win last night, 24 straight home wins. That's pretty impressive, man. That is a large, large streak for Florida State. Um, and they only turned the ball over five times. Like, they took care of the ball. They forced turnovers from Virginia. Virginia had 13 turnovers, and, you know, they made shots. You handicapped it to a t. Okay, um, the mid-major game of the night – Mid-major Matt, now 9-1 and one on the season. I mean, I just, I can't believe that. Like, 9-1, and one, I, like, I don't know if it's lucky or if it's skill. Um, but Eastern Kentucky, minus 7.5. They won by 11. It was a little bit of a sweat late, but they went up 20 at halftime. Uh, they were outscored by 9 in the second half. It didn't matter. They win 83-72 to 72 over Tennessee Tech. Um, a kind of lucky this one. If you look at the box score, Eastern Kentucky shot 12 of 23 from three point range, just absolutely on fire. Tennessee Tech shot six of 27 from three. Um, Eastern Kentucky shot nearly 60 percent from the floor, they shot 56 percent. And my big handicap in this one was Eastern Kentucky was going to force a lot of turnovers. They had more turnovers than Tennessee Tech, they had 18 turnovers, Tennessee Tech had 17. Didn't matter, they had a huge first half lead. Eastern Kentucky minus seven and a half. Mid-Major Matt goes to nine and one on the season. I'm waiting for props from the Sharp, but he does not want very, to give. Me very that. good. Uh, very Thank good. You. Thank you. Oh, man, it's hard to get a compliment around here from this guy. Um, all right, let's go to the night slate, though, because it is a damn good one.
1: Um, well, not a damn good one, but it's a pretty good slate. Was, it was a damn good one until all of the cancellations in the Big 12 and the SEC because of the, the storm down, down in our – Texas. South. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: okay, so there's – I got eight games that we can cover tonight. All pretty decent games. And we have a few plays here. Um, so let's get right into it. Florida at Arkansas. First play. Arkansas a four-and-a-half-point home favorite. Uh, Justin, you like Florida with getting the points on the road here. You think they're a live road dog? So do you.
1: I do. I'm on them as well. Why do you think so? Why do I think so? Yeah, I want to hear your analysis. We always, I, I always go first. I want to hear you first. Well. <laughs> well,
0: what? <laughs> I don't know. Listen, it seems like a big number to cover. I think this will be a close game within the SEC. Florida's got a high-powered offense. Um, you know, they, the, the, rebounding scares me a little bit because Arkansas will have an advantage on the glass, but you know, Florida makes the three, like they shoot the three. Um, well, they don't shoot a lot of threes, but when they do shoot the three, they shoot it well. Um, I don't know you, you, what
1: you like, you like this one as well. well please, uh, be a little better. No, I mean, I, I think, I mean, you said it, you said it, um, teams are pretty similar mirror images of each other. Arkansas has really struggled to beat Florida in the past. Um, Arkansas just had a huge win over Missouri in overtime. Uh, I'm afraid of Florida coming off a of COVID pause. Like that's something to think about, you know? And But, I mean, you mentioned Florida shoots the three. Arkansas is, sometimes throws these different junk defenses. And even though Florida hasn't shot a lot of them, that's uh, more weighted on their season-long numbers. Um, they've been shooting more of them recently. Uh, the, the more that they've gone with the three-guard look with – with Trey Mann and, and, um, and um, Tyree Appleby and Noah Locke. They're all dangerous outside shooters. They can all attack the paint. Um, So I think Arkansas's biggest strength against teams has been their quickness and Florida can combat that. Florida is just as quick. And I'm not worried about Florida on the glass at all. Um, Arkansas may have a slight rebounding edge based on the numbers. um, But, you know, Florida went to West Virginia and won on the road and few teams rebound better than West Virginia. So I'm not, Florida has plenty of bigs that can can rebound the basketball. Also, so I I wouldn't really worry about that. I just think that four and a half probably a good number for Florida. I think that they they're live. I'm a little worried about coming off the COVID pause, but you know, I think it's I think it's a tough spot for Arkansas. And I think I think I think they can win absolutely, but I think covering you know a possession and a half on the road is it's a tough ask um, at home. Excuse me, is a tough ask. Um, so I, I think Florida has you know. Good chance to go out and win tomorrow, tonight, excuse me, win tonight. And uh, I, I like the Gators, yeah. Okay, next up, another
0: road team that you like is Xavier at St. John's. Um, you got this number at three, correct?
1: No, two and a
0: half. Two and a half. It is now one and a half. Uh, St. John's is a one and a half point home favorite. And you like X here. Um, I'm guessing – I think a big part of this one is Xavier shoots a lot of threes. Um, St. John's doesn't defend the three very well. Um, And Xavier shoots a pretty high clip from three and they shoot a lot of them Um, as compared to St. John's who shoots the three fairly well, but doesn't take a lot of them at all. Their share on offense and Xavier's defense also just better than St. John's defense
1: offenses are pretty similar. Um, I don't know. What do you, why, why do you like Xavier? Well, I think, I think St. John's is probably better defensively than Xavier. Um, I don't care what the numbers say. St. John's has been ridiculously good on defense the last few, few times out. Um, I think that Xavier, however, has the the makeup of a team that can handle St. John's. Um, they, they don't really turn the basketball over, you know, like you said, they shoot threes. They've got a lot of good guards. Um, and then inside, like they're very, uh, they're very effective on the low block, and I think that is where St. John struggles the most. They've got a lot of athletic shot blockers that they'll rotate in, but they don't have big, strong interior post defenders. So I, I don't, I don't think that that Xavier's best player Zach Fremantle, is going to face much resistance inside. Um, and if if Xavier is able to protect the ball, which I think that they will be able to do, I think that their three point shooting could be. Troublesome um, for St. John's. And I think that this is a bit of a a, a buy low, sell high here. Um, St. John's is, is good. They've been really good. But, I mean, I don't know if – I still am very high on Xavier. And they just lost to UConn at home off a of COVID pause. UConn is a very physical defensive team, and that was a game that UConn had to have. Now we flip the script, and this is kind of a game that Xavier has to have. And I just I think that they match up really well with St. John's, and I, I like them getting a couple points. I, I I just think that I think it should be close to a pick 'em. You know, I'm not ready to buy into St. John's just being a better team than Xavier, and and a minus two, minus two and a half number implies that they are a pick 'em on a neutral, and I just I don't believe that. You know, I, I just think Xavier is better than St. John's right now. Uh, they got a better team. They're they've got more options to score the basketball. So. That's, that's my, my take on it. Uh, I like Xavier getting a couple points. Yeah. Xavier also lost to, um, St. John. Oh no, they beat St. John.
0: St. John sorry. Saint
1: without, ma- without making a single three point yes. shot. They home. beat them by eight earlier. Receiving receiving. A single three point shot. Yes. They were
0: 0 from 12 from deep in that one. Um, so. Still
1: covered. Still covered six and a half.
0: Man, Xavier has not played a lot of games either. They've had a ton of postponements. Um, 11 and three they've only played 14 games so far but now the number's one and a half now do you still like them at one and a half or not yep okay yep good 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 all right next game up missouri at georgia georgia a three and a half point home dog just i don't no play on this for you
1: not yet um kind of like georgia feel like i missed the boat on it um I don't know how much more I want to keep fading Missouri. They've lost two in a row now. Um, I think they're a really good basketball team, but they're missing maybe their most important player in Jeremiah Tillman, big man averaging 13 points and eight rebounds. And um, he, he is leading the team in effective field goal percentage. Basically he's their best rebounder, like all these things. And, you know, we saw the impact of him not playing in their loss to Arkansas. Arkansas was able to kind of have a, a big edge on the glass, and now they play a Georgia team that is starting to kind of round into form. Like I don't think Georgia's very good, but I don't think they're very bad either. So I think it's a bit. I think it's a tough ask um, for Missouri to go on the road and and, and cover by more than a possession. Uh, Georgia will shoot the three. They don't shoot it well, but they will. They will shoot it. They've got more guards. Um, Then, then you know, anybody really knows what to do with. Uh, I think Tom Crean is just, I don't know, like they're athletic. They're gonna try to force turnovers. They're gonna play these these junk defenses, like all these things that I, I, you know, they're gonna attack the paint. Like they're they're a bit of an enigma, and they're not a team that I would really wanna like. I don't have a good grasp on Georgia. Like I think there there are two scenarios here. Like Georgia could go out play great and win, or they could suck, and like Missouri dominates them. But you know. I don't really have a good feel either way. So I'm, I'm not playing it.
0: Fair enough. Providence at UConn up next UConn minus five and a half. Both of us are on Providence in this one. Um, you got them at six. I got them at five and a half. Um, they are coming off a win over UConn last week, um, where they won 70 to 59 at home. Um, that was without book night for UConn. Um, now they travel to UConn and it's a five and a half, six point spread where you're looking, man, this just seems like too big of a number. And I like Providence to keep it close. You know, they won by 11 last time. I think they should be able to keep it close this time um, on the road at UConn. Justin, you, you concur.
1: Yeah. Book night's going to play. Right. So just something to keep in mind. Yeah. Um, UConn just won Ed Xavier. I think that they had a lot of three-point shooting luck in that game. I don't think they're a very good three-point shooting team, and they made a bunch of them. Um, I just I trust Ed Cooley. I trust him to keep. You love yeah. Ed Cooley. Yeah, I do. I think he's a very good coach, um, and I think he does. He, he's really good at doing, doing more with less, and he's been doing that for a long time. Like he doesn't have a very good basketball team. Like they don't. They're not pound for pound. They're, they're talent. They they're not as they're not as good as. Not as good as UConn, but they defended a high level. Like they've got two really good veteran leaders in Nate Watson and David Duke. Um, they got a, a shooter in AJ Reeves who's starting to round into form. Young point guard Alan Breed who's starting to, to to figure things out. Jared Bynum's back. It's another depth piece. I just their length could give UConn some trouble. I think that's UConn's biggest edge on teams. They're they're long um, and physical inside, and and Providence can can match that. So. And Ed Cooley figures shit out in February. Like, he always does. Um, Plus, UConn's not good on offense. Even with Book Knight coming back, like, who knows how rusty he'll be or limited he'll be. Like, he just got cleared to play this morning. Like, you know, I think it's tough to just assume he's going to come in and be the 20-point-per-game scorer that that he's been all season. You know, maybe he will be, but I believe that's probably cooked into the number a little bit. And I don't know. I don't think UConn is going to be – like, I don't think UConn is that – Dominant, um, especially not offensively, where they're a team I want to lay points with. I think Providence is a team that I I, I like as a dog, um, and they're playing well. They've won two in a row, and they've looked good doing it. Um, and I've, I I trust like I trust Ed Cooley like that's the thing I trust him. I trust him to figure out a way to keep this close because Providence wins this game they're on they're on the bubble like they're 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 right there, like they've got enough quality wins where they are right there. So I think that that's a motivation factor. So I think, I think a lot of people are going to be on UConn with James Booknight coming back. I just think the Providence is going to be able to hang in there.
0: All righty. I, I agree as well. I like Providence a lot. So we are both on Florida, both on Providence. Justin's on Xavier. I'm not triggered on Xavier yet, but I'm going to take a hard look at it. Um, here's a play that we are head-to-head head on into tonight. Um, Michigan State at Purdue. Right now, Purdue a five-and-a-half point home favorite versus Michigan State. I really like Purdue in this spot. They are coming off a game at Minnesota where they blew it late. You got a, a – I think it was a bad travel call on Travion Williams, which led to this complete momentum swing in favor of Minnesota. Um, Purdue was leading in that one for most of the game. Uh, blew it late, like I said. Now they come home against the Michigan State team that has just been – bad this season Um, really struggled to score Michigan State's off a 30 point loss at home versus Iowa now they have to get up go to Purdue play at Mackey Arena where you know Purdue might be the best home team in the Big Ten other than maybe Minnesota Um, Rutgers I don't know there's a lot of good home Big Ten teams but Purdue is always always very good at Mackey five and a half doesn't seem like that much to me to cover here for Purdue I think you know heading into March they need to solidify. Um, a good seed in the March Madness tournament. Like They're definitely a tournament team. It's just a matter of where they are seeded. And off that loss at Minnesota, their next three games are Michigan State, at Nebraska, at Penn State. Those are three games they need to win, and I think it starts here tonight versus Michigan State. They're angry off that loss at Minnesota. They've had time to think about it. They're home. I think they win by like 10 here tonight. Um, I like them to cover the 5.5. I love that 5.5 number. Just to make sure it's two possessions. Um, and, you know, Michigan State really struggles to score. That's, that's been their MO this season. Um, but, Justin, you like Michigan State.
1: Yeah, for pretty much every reason you said you like Purdue is why I like Michigan State. Um, just because I think it seems obvious, you know? Like, Purdue's been good. They're always good at home. And Michigan State has been, in the public eye, just total stinking. You know, game after game and you know eventually they're gonna they're gonna cover like they're not that bad I don't think Michigan State stinks you know we've seen Michigan State defend at a high level we've seen them make shots on the perimeter it, it's just a matter of putting it all together um, and I think Purdue's probably a good matchup for them because the last time they faced a team um, on the road that is vulnerable from from long range it was Iowa and they nearly won outright at Iowa and now, after Iowa goes out and makes everything over the weekend against Michigan State, Michigan State gets blown out, and the market now is totally down on them. And I just – they're recovering from the COVID pause. They're fully healthy. I think they have enough bigs that can make life a little difficult for Trevion Williams. I don't think this is the same. Like, Purdue's really good, but the big reason that Mackey Arena is Mackey Arena is because of the fans. Like, like the home True. advantage has not been the same for them – This season, Um, so I, you know, like Mackey's built in a way that it keeps the noise in, similar to the rack. Um,
0: Yeah, it is a bowl, a steep bowl.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I think. Have you you ever been to Mackey? I haven't, but oh man, I uh, I called a Rutgers-Purdue
0: game at Mackey two years ago. We lost by (laughs) thirty, but it was very cool. It was very cool. Um, all right. So you're on Michigan state. I'm on Purdue head to head. We'll see how that one plays out. Um, interesting stat that actually you told me, what was it? Michigan state has not beat Purdue at Mackey's in since 2014. Right. Wow. All right. So, so something, to, something to consider, um, but not only do they have to win, they have to
1: cover. So, so I think, I think, I think that's an important, I think it's important to keep in mind that that stat typically implies like a ruckus, Mackey arena atmosphere against a sure. ranked state team. Sure. And Purdue's already beaten Michigan state on the road this year. by one I, won. Like, I, I don't know. You're giving Tom Mizo points against a team that does not have a very explosive offense. Like, let's just, let's pump the brakes a bit. All right. Like, I don't, am not laying that kind of number with Purdue against Michigan state. I'm just not doing it. Okay. We'll see okay. how it works out for you, chief. I really want to fucking beat your ass. whoa 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 so you know the sass is like
0: oh my goodness it's ripping you just can't you can't handle being head-to-head man
1: well because when we're head-to-head yeah and i win i don't say anything because i don't really give a shit you should say something head-to-head and you win you're like oh i'm smarter than you no i i I know i'm not i'm not i'm the square for a reason no i'm just saying yes i like to rub it in a little so you know i i now that I just have free reign to rub it in, I just want to win and rub it in. That's okay, all. Okay, do it then. You know I'm not going to win this one, though. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's already it's, it's over.
1: It's already over.
0: Because of this exchange. Yeah. Yep, yeah. 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 I can't wait. Um, we'll have a lot to talk about tomorrow. All right. Next up, let's keep it in the Big Ten. Maryland at home versus Nebraska. I feel like every game Nebraska plays in, they're a double-digit uh, underdog. Maryland, a ten-point favorite here. Nebraska off their first Big Ten win though against Penn State. Um, any interest in this one or not? We we usually tend to stay away from numbers like this, especially in the Big Ten.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not playing. I'm not laying points in Maryland like that. Yeah. I don't, I really don't have anything else. I haven't looked at it. That's too. fine. That's fine. I, I, I feel the same. It's a lot of points. I mean, Maryland is
0: like, they're a bubble team, but they're like trending towards being in the tournament. So I, they need to continue to win here, especially against the weak Nebraska team. Uh, but 10 is a lot, man. And, you know, Nebraska riding high off that big win. They could uh, look for two in a row here uh, in the big 10. Um, all right. Next one up. Another big number here. Don't know if you have anything. Oklahoma state laying 11 versus Iowa state. Oklahoma state is home. Nothing, nothing at all. We'll keep it moving. Uh, Dayton at Rhode Island. This is the last one I've written down and this is a three point line in favor of Rhode Island at home. Um, I'm trying to talk myself into playing Rhode Island here, but I haven't been able to do so yet. Justin, do you have anything that might be able to convince me?
1: Uh, no, I wouldn't play Rhode Island. If You're going to pick a side I'd play Dayton. All right. <laughs>
0: so I don't, know,
1: I don't know if that helps or doesn't help. I just think that no, that helps. I won't uh, play anything now. I, I just I don't I don't think there should there's an infatuation with Rhode Island that I don't understand. Um I don't think they're very good. Like they don't really score like at all. I think Dayton's better coached. Dayton will shoot threes at a high level. Dayton's hungrier. They're playing for more, I think, right now than Rhode Island is. I don't know. I, I've started to lose a little bit of touch on the Atlantic ten. I've started to lose the the pulse of the conference. Um because there have been so many weird covid pauses at the top of the league. So I've I've stopped really paying too much attention and I just I mean Rhode Island tends to be really good at home, like that is a factor, but I mean they're, they're not they're nothing to write home about. They they just haven't been playing great recently and I think I think Dayton is is pretty live as a dog, so I'd rather take the points, you know? Yeah, fair enough. All right. Um any other games you wanted to touch on? Anything you wanted to add? You want to talk about uh,
0: some golf matchups because it was we got through these games pretty quick. If you have anything – I know you've played a couple golf matchups head-to-head tournament in the uh, Genesis Invitational.
1: Um, yes, I continue to fade Jordan Spieth. Third week in a row. Now they've got him really – they've got him matched up against guys that are better golfers than he is. And it's like, God, man, I pick them value. Right. It's like More, Colin Morikawa and Jordan Spieth, pick him Like, seriously? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if you can find those, if you can find God and, and Scott and, and Bubba. So, do it. Um, they're just against Spieth. Go for it. Um, I think that's a – That's a full tournament head-to-head matchup. Yeah. Um, the other one I like a lot on FanDuel is a pick them also. Burns, Sam Burns, minus 112 against um, against Maverick McNeely. Number's just wrong. It's wrong. Burns is so much better than McNeely. McNeely just had a great tournament last week at Pebble Beach. I think he finished second. He fucking lived on Pebble Beach his entire life. Like, yeah. He and he made every putt. Like, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get ahead of myself on that. He's he hasn't been very good for a long time. And Sam Burns is there a lot. And this is a course that fits Burns more because Burns is just a better ball striker. And this is a ball striker's paradise um, at Riv. So I mean, that just not, the number's just wrong. So. Take advantage of it. All right. Um, any final words? Yeah, I mean, I'm on Tulsa, minus three and a half against Temple tonight. Okay. Also, I feel like the number's wrong. Tulsa's better on D. They're like a cover machine at home. I think they've been struggling recently. Like, they've been really struggling to score. I think they're due for some regression offensively, especially against a Temple team that doesn't really defend at a high level. I just – it's a revenge spot for Tulsa. Pretty sure I took Tulsa like minus three and a half, minus two and a half at Temple a few weeks ago. And now I'm getting that same number at home. Tulsa needs to win a game. I think they can. I think they will. And who won that game a couple weeks ago? Temple. Temple kicked their ass. Okay. the revenge spot. Um, I just think the market's a little down on Tulsa. And I just – I don't – my number on the game is like seven, so – I, I, you know, I played it in um, Tulsa and I looked to see if anything was wrong with Tulsa. Like they're, they're healthy. Like they're good to go. Like they had just been in a bit of a slump right now. And I think that I think it's time to, to, to buy low. So that's what I'm doing. All
0: right. Well, there you have it. Um, quick recap, Florida with the points, Xavier with the points Providence with the points Head-to-head, Justin likes Michigan State with the points. I like Purdue covering five-and-a-half. And And Justin is on Tulsa minus three-and-a-half for tonight. You got it. All right. Good pod. We'll talk tomorrow. Go Boilermakers.